You are listening to Your First 100K, the number one podcast for Christian entrepreneurs, coaches, and business owners who want time freedom and financial freedom so that they can provide for their families, travel the world, and give back to the less fortunate. If that's you, then sit back and stay tuned in because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Joseph Warren. I started my first multi-million dollar business at age 19 and wasted away my 20s trying to find happiness through money, success, and pleasure. I made millions, but I still didn't feel happy or fulfilled until I learned the real secrets of success. So the big question is this, how can Christian entrepreneurs like us who didn't give up on our dreams build a highly profitable six to seven figure business without being unethical, doing it all ourselves and neglecting our family and our faith? Well, that is the question. And this podcast will give you the solutions and strategies you've been looking for. Thanks for spending time with me today. If you're new here, then welcome. I have a free 10-day training waiting for you over at first100k.com. Again, go to first100k.com to grab your free 10-day training. You know, I, I come from a farming community in Nebraska, a town of, hold, hold on, 281 people. So, and I grew up on a working farm. It was, uh, I mean, looking, I didn't like it when I was growing up there, right? And it was a lot of work. Working on a farm is, is a lot of work. And we didn't have the big fancy tractors you see now. You know, we had, you sat outside, you had a ball cap, you had gloves on, long sleeve shirt, you'd come in and head to toe, eat dirt every night. So that's where I started from. And while I was in college, my parents ended up losing the farm. And so I couldn't finish college. So about a year and a half into it, I just got in my car from Lincoln, Nebraska, with the University of Nebraska. I got in my car from Lincoln and started driving. And I got to Colorado and I said, well, you know what? I've actually been here. So I kept going. And he ended up in uh, San Clemente, California. And I, I'd broken down in Flagstaff and had to, I had $1,200, I guess I should tell the whole story. $1,200, broke down in Flagstaff, cost me $600, which I can look back now knowing that I was taken advantage of pretty well there, but naive Nebraska kid, trusted people. And so I got to San Clemente and I had $600 and I just had to find a place to live. And I did find a place to live and uh, a, a one, it was a two bedroom house, but I had a one bedroom and I had to pile my clothes up and sleep on the floor. That was my bed. And so I started there and then I had to go find a job as fast as I could. And I started working at Stride Right Shoes in the Laguna Hills Mall selling children's shoes. I had to learn how to do that. Um, wasn't very good at it, but it ended up, the people I was working with really made the whole process nice. They were incredible people. Then I started doing telemarketing at night and you know, I was terrible at it. I was so bad at it. They put me into, into something I'm even worse at, and that's with technology. But they they just, we had a lot of fun doing it. So um, I worked there for several years. And I had the real estate bug. I wanted to get my real estate license. And so I got my California real estate license. And I started mentoring with this lady um, that I'd met. And she was residential and I really learned the whole process and I really learned that this is not for me. I really want to be on the business side of it and focus on commercial real estate. And so it, it was a struggle. It was, it was a lot of struggles. I was living on macaroni and cheese. And back then, you know, they were, you buy it in boxes 
And I lived on that for a couple of years. And so it, it was tough, you know, but it was also a great, I learned how to be smart with my money and to look at, you know, make sure it, whatever I did brought value back. So food, of course, very little on entertainment. I worked out a lot, um, but I got up to Los Angeles and I was doing, uh, working on movie sets, doing, constr during, uh, doing construction, helping along with that, met some people, um, ended up starting my own business. That was a small business. We put nutrition centers in gyms and we make like the drinks like Jamba Juice now. We were making those and we have vitamins we sold and all kinds of good stuff and ended up selling that business. So I had a little bit of money and I started working with some people on buying and, and flipping homes. And um, that worked out okay. Probably, I, I really learned that you need to be careful how you pick your partners. And I, mine were a little bit shady. One of them was great, but another one was a little bit shady, the contractor. And we started feeling maybe there was some stuff going on. But then, uh, you know, so we got out of that. We sold our last house. And then I started working at a company called Kennedy Wilson. It was one of the top uh, auction houses in the United States at the time foreclosure properties. This was in the early nineties. And so I went in there and they ended up doing an IPO and ended up doing okay with it, but they ended up laying off a lot of middle management, upper, upper management, and then some of the middle management. And I was in the marketing department, got pushed into uh, the closing department, which now my business partner, George Pino was head of marketing. And he went from being third in the list to be the running the division to number one, because everybody else had been laid off. And lo and behold, he was told to lay me off. And so this was during Christmas. He refused to lay me off till after Christmas because he knew I was just getting started. And um, so he ended up laying me off. And that's when I kind of got to know him the day that, that he was laying me off. We sat and talked for quite a while. And then lo and behold, not even a month later, he got laid off. And so he called me because who would know where the jobs are? Joe's been on the market for a month. So I got used a little bit there. But um, I just told him then I was over running another auction company that was launching a startup. And I said, listen, you want to come over here with me? We'll do this and we'll uh, we'll do everything 50-50. And so he did. And I've been making him pay every day since for laying me off. There's days he regrets it, I can tell you. All right. Startup Nation We've yeah. been speaking with my guest, uh, Joe Killinger, and Joe just jumped right into his story, just took the interview. I was like, bro, <laughs> I didn't even say go yet, but we're just going to roll with this, all right? So Joe yeah. is the founder of joekillinger.co uh, and host of his own podcast, Real Estate Jam Session. Uh, he's been an active member in the real estate industry for many years, wearing different hats and at times multiple hats. He just shared his backstory, his entrepreneurial story. And as you can see, uh, it wasn't all pretty. There was struggle, there's hardship, there's sacrifice, and mm -hmm. there's patience and perseverance. Like, when's it going to happen? When am I going to get my break? And yeah. so many of you uh, have wrestled there. Some of you are still there right now. You're like, why can't I get over six figures? What is it? Why is it so elusive? I see everyone online, everyone on social media is killing it except me. Yeah. There must be something wrong with me. No, there's nothing wrong with you. You probably just need a good mentor. 
And Joe's going to talk about that today. Now, uh, Joe, his expertise has been developed over the past 30 years. During the time he's personally uh, been responsible for the sale and or directly involved in the marketing of over 5,900 real estate assets resulting in closed transactions totaling over $900 million throughout the United States. So you can find him at joekillinger.co. Joe, being you stole the show already, thank you for giving, <laughs> giving me my mic back. Jeez, bro. Um, take a minute and share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Oh, uh, you know, I, de- I deal with, and I think this is something a lot of entrepreneurs deal with is anxiety, right? You know, like you were saying, what could I be doing better? And, you know, getting control of that. And for me, it's been uh, eating right, exercise, it helps a lot. But, you know, on the outside, you can you can kind of keep it from people. But on the inside, you know, it can eat you alive. And that's something I've dealt with all my life. And as an entrepreneur, that's something that I think a lot of your listeners are probably dealing with. And, you know, they need to realize it and then figure out how can I make that? How can I make this work for me? You know, what can I do to really get this under control? Because it is something that can keep you from having success. You know, so, so let me ask battle. you this. What has worked for you? How did you turn your um, anxiety into an asset? It's, you know, I've really started running. And when I, that's my, that's probably my, I'm most at peace. I go out and get exercise or I play tennis a lot. You know, it really helps me clear my mind. And I think, you know, I always have a lot, every entrepreneur has a lot of ideas, right? A lot of them are crazy. And unfortunately, now I've got a team around me. I can sit and I'll bring an idea up and they'll just sit there staring at me. And I know, okay, not a great idea. We move on <laughs> to the next one. Um, but, you know, having that time to really assess what you're doing in your path forward, you always want to be looking forward. And, you know, what could I be doing better? And, you know, stop saying no to, I talked to so many commercial real estate agents, actually real estate agents, and I, we talk about their marketing. And, you know, I'll talk to more specifically commercial real estate agents and I'll say, what do you, let's talk about what you're doing on social. And they don't do it. They don't believe in it. Well, have you tried it? No. I'm like, okay. But see, that's something that's a real barrier. How do you know it won't work if you haven't tried it? You need to think no out, at least try it. Maybe you fail, right? I'm sure you failed at something. I learned those. I have plenty. And uh, you really learn from it. And I just think, you know, having that in your, your arsenal is very powerful. Got it. All right. So startup nation, listen, you know, many of us have anxiety yeah. um, and many of us have chronic anxiety. Like it's relentless 24 seven. We just have these anxious thoughts. They consume us. Yeah. We find ourselves yeah. focused on anxiety and worry and stress rather than on our family, our friends, God, you know, ourself, like the things that matter, our relationships. And it, and it can eat us alive if we let it. So yeah. how do you turn anxiety into your biggest asset? You know, how do you redirect it? What's a workable thing that you've done, Startup Nation? You know, comment uh, in the show notes, comment in wherever you see this podcast. Uh, let others know what's worked for you. Um, Joe just mentioned, you know, exercise, physical exercise helps him a lot. Uh, I know for me, it's spending quiet time with God, just silence, shutting off the bleeping noise of the world. 
and life. Yeah. And then learning to quiet my mind. Right. Cause that thing is just like, (laughs) that battery never runs out of juice. (laughs) It doesn't. It just doesn't. Meditation too, Joseph is something that I do once and I probably need to do more of it. Um, but it's a battle I have when I start meditating, all of a sudden my brain kind of kicks in and I'm trying to learn how to, to work that. So if you're good at that, more power to you. I'm trying, but um. yes, and and that's something you know I've I've learned to master. Uh, okay. But it, it was 750 hours, uh, an hour a day for 750 right. hours uh, to master that, and right. to get quiet and not just meditate. That's just quieting your mind and then doing nothing with it. Um, but it's to quiet your mind, get it out of the way, and then actually hear um, from God. Right, hear from your Maker, your whatever you want to call, you know, and, uh, and really just get guidance in your life, yeah. right? Rather than, because we're all trying to figure it out, but we're all like walking around in a cloud of smoke, <laughs> bumping <laughs> into sure. each other and saying, oops, sorry, did I hurt you? Hey, you just yeah. hurt me. You stepped on my foot. And this is how we're doing life rather than yeah. getting clear. Um, so that's been a huge for me uh, with Anxiety Startup Nation. I wanted to just offer that to you. Uh, mm-hmm. Joe offered, uh, you know, his physical exercises, his big way of doing it and doing some meditation helps him as well. All right, let's shift here, Joe. Um, let's get into business, man, a little more business. You already told the story. You're a farm boy, you know, and, and now you're, you know, helping with $900 million worth of, of transactions. Okay, fantastic. Along the way, though, you made some mistakes. Mm-hmm. What was the biggest mistake you made in your business? How do we avoid it? Oh, man, there are so Give so me the many. biggest, the most painful. Uh, most painful. Um, well, it, it, there was one situation where we were, this is when George and I were just starting off, and we were, we were doing that startup company and we had, there was no mentors. I mean, we were in a company where it was George and I, and we had experience in, in doing real estate auctions, but we'd never actually done one together. I was in the marketing department in our previous company. He was in the closing department, but we'd never put one to actually our entire company had not done one. And, you know, we got to where we started having business. Now we just, would show up in the office at 7.30 in the morning. Now, this is before computers or there's no internet at the time. So you were rolling calls. That was it. And um, 7.30 to 3.30, we would call and we'd start in East Coast, work our way west and calling all the banks. This is all foreclosures we were working on at the time. And we landed this big contract. And you know, it, was, it was 800 properties. They were going to give our company 400 and our competitor 400 and then see who did the best job and then they were going to give the rest of the portfolio to uh the winner of that and so i was i was actually in dallas texas going through all this having the meetings and that's when they came up with this idea and they said do you want to um you know let's go ahead and we'll get you the contract and you can either we'll have it for you tomorrow and we'll send it to you or you know you can come back later this afternoon and we'll get everything squared away and I said, you know, I'll just, I'll, I'll have you uh, just send it to me and I'll get it tomorrow. Big mistake. That gave Kennedy or the other company time to come in and say, you know what, we'll take their 400 for free. And, you know, they, we you don't have to deal with them. You deal with one company. Get the deal done. 
get the deal done and, and make sure because, you know, you have a lot of responsibilities. You've got people that you're employed at the time. You know, it was, it was, uh, my heart just sank. And, you know, it was, I allowed our company to get excited about it because I told a few of them and they spread the word. And then I had to tell them, all right, so this, they just took the other, other half of the auction for free. So, um, you know, priority, make sure where your priorities are. Mine was just telling everybody that, hey, we got this and trusting that it was going to happen. Um, you want to be careful with it. So Startup Nation, that is a big, powerful lesson. Close the deal when the deal is ready to be closed. Yeah. Get the deal done, sign the paperwork, book the client, run the credit card, whatever your business model is. When the buy-in signals are there, stop over-talking your way out of the sale. Yeah. <laughs> They're ready. I was just at the coffee shop today, and this gentleman asked to speak with me. He sees me there often. And uh, he's a friend of a friend and, you know, he just shows up a little like high anxiety and frantic or whatever. And I'm kind of like trying to avoid him. I'm giving him the Heisman and he's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I listen to your podcast. It's fantastic. Oh my gosh. Can we sit and talk? I want to pick your brain. I was like, that doesn't sound pleasant to me. So no, <laughs> right? Like, but anyway, I finally, he was relentless and I said, I'll give you 30 minutes. So we scheduled today. And we sat down and we're just chatting and he's telling me all these stories about his life and adventures and all this stuff. And I'm like thinking to myself, I have no idea why I'm sitting here with this guy. Right. But okay. And I'm trying to be present. God, what do you got? You know? And by the end of it, we were talking about his relationship with his kids. Uh, his marriage is on the brink of divorce, uh -huh. right? He's crushing in business, but the important things, right? They're falling. And he's like, I feel like I'm juggling all these different things and it's non-stop juggling talk about anxiety right oh and yeah. and here i find joe he's like how much to work with you like he oh. pitches me <laughs> and he goes right for the the investment like how much to make you my coach and i said well if you want you could jump on a call that's the next step and right there like i just said here's the next step go for yeah. it I didn't overthink it. Why do you want to work with me? I'm not sure. Blah, blah, blah. Nah, book the call. Let God do the rest. So thank you for that lesson. That is a big, valuable uh, mistake I see so many entrepreneurs make is when the client is ready to buy or to sign, stop talking, pull out the pen and paper, run the card. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, you know, especially when you're new, I really see it in some of our, in our agents, we've got an office full of real estate agents and they'll have a deal done and yet they keep talking. And I'm just sitting there trying to get their attention, like stop, just stop. You now, Joe, have you ever seen them turn the client around and, and turn them from a yes into a no? Yeah, it's, it started to happen once I was able to step in, but okay, well, good. more than once, but I've seen I like to be on times. Oh yeah. Yeah. With the new agents, but they're just so, I mean, I get it. I was there. I can yeah, tell you yeah, exactly yeah. when I got my first deal and you know, my first contract at the auction company at both George and I were broke and I, the facts came in and they gave us 60 properties to start. It was our first, I mean, I had $1,200 to my name and I think George and his wife, they had a couple thousand. And so we were either going to be done in a month or, you know, and that fax came in. And I swear to God, I could have jumped through the roof. So I get the excitement. But, you know, unfortunately, I wasn't in front of the client. And so 
because I don't know if I could have contained myself, but that was, I can remember it. I get the excitement, but you do have to know when to just stop. But also something that you just talked about, you gave somebody your time. You know, that's something that I think we all should take into consideration too, is if somebody just wants your time, you know, book a certain amount of time. That's powerful. That's powerful for your community. You know, that's, uh, it's nice that you are willing to do that, do that for your uh, followers. Well, listen, I am no saint, my friend. I was like sitting there like, this guy just keeps talking. I've yeah. said four words, yet he has yeah. to speak with me. Like it's, but listen, there's a reason people are put in front of you. Yep. There's a reason. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know that's a potential client worth X amount, whatever, and that I'm going to be able to mentor him now uh, to get back on track with his kids and get his marriage back. Like I had no idea. He needed you. That's right. it. He just needed you. So Startup Nation, just a reminder for you, um, who are those people that God is putting in front of you? Be present yeah. with them. You never know what they're battling, what they're dealing with, and how you could possibly serve them. It's right there. It's right in front of you. Don't be so busy. Stop being yeah. busy. Stop yeah. doing. You're professional doers. Be human beings. Let's go, people. All right, Joe, we're going to wrap up here, but let me ask you this. Number one marketing strategy, okay? Because you've been involved in the marketing of over 5,900 real estate assets. Obviously, right. you're expert at what you do. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> All right, then. Do you want me not to it, ask it you the question? All right. <laughs> What's the number, the number one marketing strategy that has helped you attract clients and customers? What do you got? Consistency. All right. Consistency. Give us something tangible and practical. What do you got? It, it is the, for me, the consistency is the, the key and bring value in everything you do. So many people just put marketing out to put marketing out. If you're not bringing value, then they're not going to look at it. And, you know, you've got to bring value. And that's what's going to, I believe right now, if you're a commercial real estate and want to get into commercial real estate, it's a great time. Why? Because social marketing, the social platforms allow you to get in front of a lot of people. Now, the people that are in some of the, some companies are just doing cold calling. Think how many more people you're going to reach on a daily basis than that individual. If you're doing the cold calling, you're spending 10 minutes putting marketing out on multiple platforms. And let's say you're doing, I'm in Los Angeles, so let's pick Hollywood. If you're a multifamily person in Hollywood and you're putting content out, let's say how many properties are on the market right now, how many sold last month, average price per square foot, days on market, Investors want to see that, right? Well, you're putting that kind of content out a couple times a week and you're doing your cold calling. It's a great opportunity to get into commercial real estate right now. You know, you can really, if you're, are you are tech savvy enough, you know, then it's a great time. So consistency in your marketing startup nation and consistency in your follow-up with potential clients. Yep. That is also very important, right? That is. Clients don't buy on the first time. The higher your ticket mm -hmm. price, the more touch points you are needed with that person to build that relationship. So just something to consider there. And then consistency in pursuing your dreams, pursuing yeah. what's that grand vision for your business, your, your life. Like that's going to take some time. You got to show up and do the habits of success before you experience the fruit of success or the evidence of success. You got to put in the habits. All right, Joe, uh, 
let's go, man. What are your top three tips and strategies for Startup Nation um, to cross over 100K this year, regardless of their industry? What are your top three tips and strategies maybe you, you, you've done yourself or you've mentored others in? Number one is patience. I think we all, and we see this a lot, is people have good intentions, they get it, and they per, put the first you know, month, two months, year into it, and they're not seeing the results that they desire, and they're burning out on it. So, um, you know, that's the number one thing for me is patience. I think that is it is key. And then for number two, I got to go back to consistency. It, you, you've got to you've got to constantly be doing it. You've got to you've got to be putting your your, your marketing out, I guess, or you got to be making your calls. You got to be you got to be dotting your eyes and crossing your T's every day. And then. The third thing is something you brought up is follow up. So many people make that initial contact and then they think, okay, you know, that's, I'll reach out to them later. You should be reaching out every few weeks, stay in front of them, build that relationship. You know, I, I think we had a tech company before that I didn't really speak about because it's, it's a long story, but it's a great tech company. We ended up selling it four years ago, but so I was in a startup and, you know, this all plays true. It's just, it's a business, right? It's like real estate business. You've got to do it all. And, but you also have to give yourself a break mentally and, you know, reward yourself and really but patient, patience, you know, be patient uh, with yourself. So startup nation, number one, be patient. It takes time yeah. to get to success. Number two, consistency. It takes good habits to create success. So be consistent in those good habits. And then number three, follow up with people. It takes some time to build those relationships before people know, like, and trust you and want to do business with you. I could tell you I am an unprofessional follow-upper, right? Like I just, that's a weak area, right? Always has been for me. However, the few times I have done it, guess what? Yeah. Boom. Revenue, results. clients, results. Yeah. Yeah. You would think I would do it more. Thanks for the reminder, Joe. <laughs> All right, Joe, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. Oh, uh, God. Yeah. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. You're welcome. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. It's like a game show. Are you ready? I hope so. What's your favorite thing about owning your own business? For me, it's I have the ability to be around the people I want to be around every day. The 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 type of people I'd like to be around: energetic, high, you know, high energy, smart people. That's awesome. What's your least favorite thing about owning your own business? The hours. You know, it's it's a lot. We're doing a lot of training, so there's a lot of hours right now. I'll eventually be over that. Everybody will be trained, and I've got some great people, so it's not. But it's it's a lot of hours. Do you mind me asking about approximately how many hours you put in a week? I don't even monitor it, but ballpark. If 55, 60. Got it. Yep. All right. I believe we're most all most of them are good hours, man. They're they're good hours. I have a good You don't people. have to justify I, your hours, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I believe we're all struggling with something at any yeah. given moment of our life. It's yeah. just part of being human. Yeah. What are you currently struggling with right now, either professionally or personally? Right now I'm going through a move, as you can see, there's nothing on the wall. And so it, it's, it's juggling a lot of, you know, we're getting the move in, running our, you know, running our day-to-day -day business. Um, we've got our YouTube channel going. So there's, there's a lot of demands on my time. 
So a little bit of the anxiety is peeking in a little bit. So I'm trying to be very careful. Got water right here. Went for a run this morning. You know, I'm, I'm taking care of number one. Excellent. What are you most afraid of? Disappointing my family. Okay. Small, you know, I've got that small Midwest mentality, right? Of, you know, it, 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 everybody knows what you're doing, which here in LA, not so true, but that's been ingrained in me. It's just disappointing my, our, my family. Yeah, I get that. What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in this business? Oh, um, not analyzing the data, you know, and we didn't really have the tools back then, though, either, because we just were cold calling. I would just cold call, cold call, cold call. Now you can you can set up everything to your analytics. You know, look what is working best for you. You know, where's my biggest return coming from? You know, so that's that's I didn't do that enough. See, I do the same thing with my coaching, right? Your biggest yeah. return for all you uh, husbands out there and all you fathers, your biggest return in your business is when you invest in your wife. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, you yeah. invest in your wife, yeah. right? And, and she'll pour back into you. She'll pour back into your children. Right. And that, yeah. right. So now you get a healthy wife, a healthy marriage, healthy kids. And guess what happens? You feel happy and healthy and peaceful at home. And how do right. you think you're going to show up in your business? Exactly. Very attractive to, to clients and people throw money at you and you do they better. They want to be around happy people. Happy. They do. So yeah, I they're... like what you said there. All right. What secret fear do you have about people? Um, you know, we all tend to judge a little bit, right? No matter what. And I just wonder, you know, I always think about what do they think? So I guess this is insecure on me. Mm. It's insecurity on me. But how am I being judged? Is probably the worst. Yeah, I got it. What do you wish you had learned sooner in business? I, I put too much, on, I guess we'll go back to patience because I put too much on myself to, you know, we, month number three of our startup, I wasn't hitting our numbers. What is, you know, I was getting very frustrated. And, you know, and then three months and two weeks later, the number, it just took off. And so, but I had a good team around me. Now, if I didn't have that team around me saying, hey, just be patient, be patient, be patient, yeah, I might have, I might have missed out. Yeah, got it. What's a new habit you're going to create this year? Ooh, that's a good one. New habit to create this year. Damn, I wish I'd had that one in writing before. I haven't given this any thought. Putting myself out there a little bit more. I need to be, I've got this habit of like, hey, Joe, you want to go do this? No, <laughs> I've got too much going on. I've got to turn that. I've got, yes, yes. Just like I was saying in business before, I got to be open. I got to open myself up. And I guess I don't know that's a habit. My habit is to say no. So I got to turn that to say yes. Mm, very good. What's a bad habit you're going to break? excuses for myself i have this ability to and i think a lot of entrepreneurs is like oh well that wasn't gonna work because you know just stop and really justify okay this is why this isn't working but i think no excuses yeah so take responsibility for my actions yeah extreme ownership for sure uh pick three words to describe who you are now <laughs> <laughs> 
who I am now. Hmm. Um, I would say I want to go with satisfied, but I'm not because I'm afraid that means that I'm plateaued. I'm satisfied in that I'm satisfied with where I'm going and at the rate I'm going is what I mean by that. On track. Yeah, exactly. I'm on track to, I, I sit down every day and I analyze, and a lot of this is having the team around me. Now, if you're an entrepreneur and you're out here doing it yourself, you have to have the ability to sit down. And that was probably something I was very, well, I know I was very weak at. So, so I would say that, um, and because I'm on that path, I'm a lot happier in, in my life. I've gotten a lot more going on and, but it's fun stuff that I enjoy doing. Um, let me see. What's another? That's all right. That was pretty complete. Pick three words to describe who you were your first year in this business. Oh, a hot mess. This one's easy. A hot mess. Three there you words. go. Three words. I like it. <laughs> and, and last question. Joe, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends in the eye, your wife, your kids, and give them only one piece of advice about real success, what would you say to them? Trust in yourself. Trust in yourself, Startup Nation. All right, Joe, this is the part of the show where you get to give Startup Nation, my audience, a homework assignment for this week. Oh. All right? What's okay. one action they need to take to grow their business income or impact? What do you got for them? I think the number one thing is, depending on the type of business, but you should have, you know, create a, at the top, a line, line down, you know, where I'm going on one side, you know, my, your goal, and then how you're going to get there. And then look at that regularly. Then also, what people do you need to connect to to get you there? That's what you need to go on LinkedIn. I mean, LinkedIn is such a powerful tool, right? If you utilize it right, there's a connection you need. Go on there and see if you have somebody that you know that's connected to them, ask for an introduction. But really see about connecting with those people uh, that can really get you to the next level. And it's, you know, doing these podcasts, the YouTube channel, that is a common theme I hear is, it's my connections. You know, my network is my net worth, I guess is the old saying. It's pretty true. You know, so really focus on it. All right, Startup Nation, that's your homework assignment this week. And Startup Nation, if you enjoy the show, go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio right now and write an honest review, would you? And if I like what you write, I'll give you a shout out live on the show. Why not? Do it. Let's go. There you go. All right, Joe, what's the best way for Startup Nation to get in touch with you? What do you got for them? Uh, you can go onto the website, joekillinger.co, joekillinger.co, or you can go on YouTube and see, um, just go under Joe Killinger. You'll find our YouTube channel. We put content out every Tuesday and Thursday at 2 p.m. PST, and it's all geared towards real estate investing or become a successful real estate investor or a successful real estate agent. Or uh, my direct line, 310-943-8542. Repeat that. 310-943-8542. All right. Come on, Startup Nation. He gave you his cell phone. Like, look at this. Talk about, you know, giving away your time. Joe, your phone may start ringing. Hey, you know, saying, I personally wouldn't have done that, but, you know, you're, <laughs> you're braver than I. Good job. Well, we try and make it work. You know, I was, you know, when I started, there was really no mentoring. And so I do my, my best to really try and give back to our community. And, you know, I've, I was on the phone last night with a fashion line, young ladies trying to figure it out. And I don't know much about fashion, but I have connections that she can utilize to really get her business going. So 
It's awesome. We try and do what we can. Joe Killinger, thank you for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, sir. Thank you, Joseph. Thanks for having me on. Cheers. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on of bipolar and depression medicines? If any of these you connect with, then what I do is specifically this. I do not do therapy. I do not do counseling. Those are for people that want to talk about their problems or learn different ways to cope and manage their problems. I don't do that. Reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems permanently. Like be done with the addiction. Be done with the medications. Be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids. We lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me, complimentary. I'll contribute 30 minutes of my time into your life. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we're, we want to work together. And that's me interviewing you to see if you're ready. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready to be coachable. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't want to talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked and you want to permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.